And what we really want to do when we're talking about these blocks is actually bring the ability for you to have a dialogue about why it's so hard to have a dialogue. It's yeah. like it's like the, the talk about the talk. You get into this situation where your body goes, why would I bring back up the fight we just had? Because that went really bad. And if I bring it up, it's going to go worse. Connecting, Connecting couples with, with the, the real Emhoffs. Hi, I'm Chad Emhoff. And I'm Angela Emhoff. And we're excited that we're in our first series of our podcast. You can watch us on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, or you can listen to us on our podcast, Connecting Couples, where we really want to take couples who are already in therapy with an EFT therapist, emotionally focused therapist, or couples who have gone through a Hold Me Tight workshop or Creative for Connection, which is the faith-based version of a Hold Me Tight, where you already kind of have the language of pursuer, withdrawer, of cycles. You already kind of know some of this, but actually applying it in your homes is really tricky sometimes. So we're coming from um, actually his mother's back porch, her sunroom, from our house into your house. Wanted to just kind of make this first series just real casual to say laid we, back. We may, and we're going to try to keep it laid back. This is a Friday night thing that we're hanging out doing or Saturday afternoon thing we're hanging out doing. So this is, this is our kind of weekend where we're kind of giving something um, back and we want to do that. So yeah. the other thing I want to say real quickly is, if, if you're in a relationship and it is overwhelming or it is too much, this isn't a substitute for therapy. We want to encourage you guys. Correct. If you're looking for a therapist and you're not local around here uh, in, in Fayetteville, Arkansas or Northwest Arkansas, uh, we would love to help you get connected with that. You can look at ICEFT.com and there, there's a place where you can find find a therapist. Um, or if, if you are kind of local, we'd love to get you connected around here. We've got lots of good resources. There are also conferences and other things listed. Local um, for us, by the way, yeah. is Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, so just that's what in I case. mentioned. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I didn't hear you say that. Sorry. And she's the pursuer. I don't know, you guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, but our goal with this is to kind of be a companion to therapy or two other programs that you're involved in really specifically, like Angela said, creative for connection, hold me tight, EFT therapist. We want to be somebody who comes alongside you and just kind of re-energizes some of the conversations either that you've had or that you are having yeah. and kind of give you a little bit of a different take on it, kind of throw some information at you. But if you're in a relationship that's not safe, this isn't, this isn't going to fix that. Yeah. We encourage you get into therapy, find some people that can come alongside you and help you kind of navigate stuck places. We also want to say this is really um, a podcast that we want couples to listen to together and be able to have these interactions together. Yeah. If you're just the pursuer and you're just listening to this podcast and then telling your withdrawal what they're getting wrong, it's really counterproductive to what we're actually trying to help, <laughs> which is to help you guys But I guarantee um, that's going to happen. I, yeah, I mean, I would absolutely. assume it's going to happen. So, man, you guys, this is the one more thing I want to say. Yeah, go for it. I feel like I'm giving a bunch of disclaimers. That's okay. Let's talk it's about important. something kind of hard. Yeah. So, but one more thing I want to say is that if, if, this, um, if this is really hard, if this is really tough, and if... If you are doing this on your own, that, that makes sense. I mean, relationships get stuck for a reason and pursuers do pursuer things for a reason. Withdrawer do withdrawer things for a reason. And, and that really kind of segues us into some of the reasons we have and and the ways that we get caught, which is our, our topic tonight. Uh, it's going to be about what are the things that block relationship? What are the things that, that kind of get us us stuck? 
They prevent us from actually taking some of those harder things to our partner, some of the things we believe and some of the reasons our body says this isn't safe to do. And so a quick review, um, this is the, I think, sixth part of this basics series where we did first just kind of an introduction of ourselves, who we are and why we really are passionate about this. Um, and you know, if for us, obviously we want this to be a therapy companion for couples who are already doing this, but if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I hear them, they have this interaction that feels fun and safe. And it seems like they can, you know, have a conflict and overcome it. We, we share a lot of that. Um, and, and we're pitching these connect points back to you each week. We want you to go back to your partner. It's one of the reasons why we really kind of said, we want these to be 20 minutes long so that you can go and have a 20 minute conversation or go back and spend the actual time connecting with your partner. That's our hope is just to kind of drop the content in and then give you the opportunity to go back. And as we pitch these connect points to you, if you are finding it hard to have those conversations or there are reasons why, like what we're going to talk about today, your body is just hesitating to do it. Then I, I, I'm just really seconding what Chad is saying. Then you might be um, at a place where you feel like, well, we just can't do this. And we believe that everyone can and would encourage you to get into a therapy, uh, you know, get in with a therapist to, to have somebody help you kind of navigate how this works. Because the science, is, you know, will, will prove that if you can res- get responded to in some of these vulnerable places where we really have these longings, that we can ha- build a secure and deep relationship where we can talk about some of this heavy stuff. Yeah. But it's not easy, and our bodies at first say, don't do it. And so that's kind of what we want to pitch. We just introduced ourselves in the intro, and and then in episode two, we talked about what what love is. In episode three, we talked about pursuers and their move. Episode four, withdrawers and their move. And then we talked last week about the cycle that comes up between the two of us. And in each one, we pitched, can you talk to your partner? Can you go to your partner and say, I'm a pursuer, I'm a withdrawer, this is our cycle. And so we want to talk in this particular episode about why you can't or why it's hard or why your body hesitates. And really, sometimes we think of those as like blocks to relationship, right? And 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 so cycles are really built <laughs> out of blocks. Uh, it, it's funny, like those are the things that, that cause us to exit what would normally be a natural and, and loving response. So if, if I'm thinking about my daughter, I have a little girl, if she were to cry out right now, even in the middle of this little podcast that we're doing or video, I would get up and I would go check on her. I would respond to her and she knows that she can cry out and that she will be responded to Absolutely, that I will come and get her. Um, but at some point in my life, I got a message that said, don't cry out. That said, Anymore. don't, don't, no longer are you allowed to let somebody see the pain that you feel yeah. and be responded to. So when I think about blocks, that's one of my favorite ways, if you would call it favorite, one of the best ways I know of to think about a block is to say, what is it that keeps me from letting someone into my story or into my pain, into my truth into in this moment? Yeah. yeah. And so there are lots and lots of things that can do that. And I think all of us are unique and we all have, you know, very unique experiences and bodies that, that kind of tell us these things. But, but that's the way that I like to think about blocks. Do you want to say something else about that? No, I love the example because our bodies, when we're, when we're little, have a very natural instinct. Our human nature is to 
call out to somebody to help us when we're in distress, but we absolutely, and, and, you know, we kind of want to make sure we go back to, um, we don't understand everybody's family situation. You know, there are some people who didn't have parents who tried, but there are a lot of people who have parents who really tried to be the best parents they could, and they still missed a few things. And they still might've accidentally sent a message that I don't have time to respond to you, or you need to suck it up, or you need to be stronger, or, you know, go to your room and, and, handle your anger and be okay and then return to the family when you're okay that message says we're not going to together make space to figure out what those emotions are you've got to go handle those on your own and so early on we learn that it is actually not safe a pursuer when we have that energy you know i have a my, my our little daughter is a pursuer she gets it from me she's really good at it and I live with two I know and so I want to help her go hey you got a lot going on there and I love that you're you know your brain is just working really hard and I want to make space for her to be able to um, understand not only what's happening for her but then express that so she can continue to get her needs met there at some point in her life just because she's human like the rest of us she's going to start picking up meaning and messages that might tell her and I try not to also reinforce that message that yeah. she's too much or that whatever that message is but we learn these messages and then we get into these love relationships where we long for somebody to validate our pain to be there with us to take on our distress and we can't ask for them to show up because it's so terrifying. It's a, it's a scary thing to do. And sometimes we can't even, you know, articulate what that pain is or what we would need in that space. Yeah. So sometimes I like to think about this, um, and and we're kind of doing, um, a couple of things at once. Normally we start off and kind of say, Hey, this is the topic. And then we've got this problem. Then we have a story and then we kind of say, here's the connect point. But, but this one, I think it lends itself a little bit to kind of talking about a blend, um, a blend of the problem and the story, because it is so um, experiential is what I want to call it. Like what the places where we get stuck. And, and I was even thinking like how, how attuned or how aware we need to be of our own gut, our own bodily responses, if you will, um, to, to some of these moments. Cause it's, it's really what we've already said in other episodes is that it really is um, a gut response. It really is a gut reaction. And, and so I always like, <laughs> I love roller coasters. I don't know. Not everybody loves roller coasters, but, uh, and you used to like them. When I you used were younger. to love them. And yeah. then I hit like my thirties and right? started to get really yeah. dizzy on them. So it was a really bad deal. But I feel like that, that's a, actually a good time to use that, uh, <laughs> uh, analogy anyway. Cause I feel like at some point in our lives, we all go, wait a minute, all my experiences don't have to be my truth. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, I start to question the things that happen to me. And a lot of times in relationship, I feel like we we're kind of like, um, in this body, in this gut, we get into a relationship hoping that it'll be good. And it feels good for a long time while you're dating or whatever the thing is. And then you get married and then now we're just kind of going along and we don't have a way to really question our experience. And so I, I kind of equate that to being strapped into a roller coaster, sort of like, like we get on this ride and we're doing this thing and, and we don't ever um, pay too much attention to our gut, pay too much attention yeah. to, to wait a minute. No, this is just the truth that I experience. And so we never question our own gut responses. I think that's why those roller coasters are only like 90 seconds long, because if you were on them forever, be like, somebody get me off of this. Well, but, but relationships sometimes feels <laughs> yeah, like that, you know, true. it feels so up and down and in and out and twirls and spins and, and all these things can happen yeah. that kind of throw you off kilter. And then you're like, well, maybe I just don't need to be on this ride anymore. Yeah. Maybe I don't need to be with this person or maybe I don't need to do this thing. And we don't realize 
that in many ways are the things that we feel can be influenced. We yeah. can do something with that. It's not a roller coaster that you're just strapped into. It's yeah. actually something you can change and navigate and, yeah. and engage with. You know, it's right? one of the things that, you know, I've had pushback from just people as I talked to that I was, you know, getting my marriage and family therapy degree and, and really kind of wanted to start helping people and, you know, people that would kind of push back about talk therapy. Can talking really help? And the reality is it's one of the reasons why Chad and I both love emotionally focused therapy because it's so experiential. It's not only that we're talking about something, but specifically that we're helping each human, each partner in the in the relationship articulate what's happening for them, put words to something they've never put words to so that they can invite their partner into it and not be alone in it. And when you can get couples to have those conversations about what's happening, it does change. Yeah, it But does. it is really hard and scary because it's not something that we're used to. It's not something that we really come from. If we had the ability to articulate really the stuff that we needed to, sometimes we wouldn't be in those spots. And it has only, and, and it's the truth is we grew up in families that said, and, and other relationships and even this relationship that have always told us, if you don't behave, if you don't keep yourself tied to this thing in this way, if you cut the cord, if you take the seatbelt off, you'll be thrown and you will die. Yeah, I know that's a dramatic a, thing, no. but I'm like, it literally yeah. feels like if I, if I don't accept this for the, what it is, yeah. if I don't see it this way, then I, I won't be okay. Our daughter watches this movie and there's this little cloud that goes, the other way leads to certain death, 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 death. death, death. death, death that's death. how our, that is the signal that our body gives us when we yeah. get in this distress conversation. I was talking to a couple, a couple of weeks ago about how 85, 90% of their relationship is great. They have fun. They laugh together. They love music together. Everything's really, really good. But man, in that five to 10% when it gets bad, it actually it even clouds the 90% that's good yeah. because that 10% feels so bad. And that 10% is, is why couples would be like, no, it's all bad because that one part is bad. And that's, that's sad for Chad and I. It's one of the reasons why we're so passionate about trying to help couples have new conversations and new experiences around some of these fights. Fighting with your spouse is actually pretty normal. It just means two people are trying to come together on a topic they might not agree with. And how those two people go back and forth is really important. And it's it's interesting. We we live in a culture where there's so many lines that are being drawn around everything that our tendency and what we've been taught in our culture is if you don't think like me and agree with me, which, which, you know, pursuers will often feel like I need you to see it my way. And I often miss Chad's perspective. And I often don't give him a chance to have a voice because I'm trying so hard to get my voice heard. And we get sideways in a relationship and it feels really bad, really bad. Like we don't agree. We don't, I don't even know why we even dated. We don't have anything in common. And those are the lies we kind of start spewing. And it's not true at all. We have a lot in common. We have a lot of fun together. But in those moments, they're just wretched and they just taint everything else that's good. Yeah, there, there's, there's, um, and, and we're calling this blocks, but, but really what we're talking about is what, what kind of goes wrong in this? Yeah. You know, it, 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 so the first area I would say is, um, and summarizing a little bit of what we're talking about, this, this idea that like we're strapped in, we don't recognize the experience we're having and that we can alter it, that we can even talk about it. Yeah. And, and then we kind of say, what good is that? I think that's a very typical withdrawer move. Or What good is talking about yeah, it? This is no good. I'm yeah. strapped in and I'm just going to hold on and I'm going to get through it. And yeah. at the end of the ride, we can, maybe we could talk about it later, but we're just going to try to avoid even getting yeah. on that thing. Right. And, and the other one is, is kind of 
what I think you're saying is much more common with pursuers, yeah. right? That they would say something like, oh my gosh. And, and emotional memory is really, really strong. And so if, if you've had a really bad experience with someone, if you've been hurt by someone, then if it happens even, I want to say less than 5%, only a few percent, it can feel like the whole thing is bad. Yeah. And it's like, and the way that, 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 that your brain kind of codes this says, oh my gosh, if that thing's going to hurt me again. And our brains, humans are naturally averse to pain. We're naturally averse to kind of going into these hurtful and painful places. We right. want to avoid pain. Yeah. We're, not, we're not animals that want pain. So our brain kind of sets itself up to protect us and say, hey, get away from that. And yeah. th- you know what? If it's going to hurt you like that, even... How many times do you want to be shocked by an outlet? No, no. None, none. right? And so how many times are you going to touch the outlet, even if it's giving you light and done all these nice things, you're going to stop touching the outlet. And so we're going to have, we'll change what we do anyway. Well, I just um, love that Chad is actually queuing up what we have at the end of all of our, towards the end of all of our uh, podcast episodes is our connect point. And what we really want to do when we're talking about these blocks is actually bring the ability for you to have a dialogue about why it's so hard to have a dialogue. It's yeah. like, it's like the, the talk about the talk. And so what happens is you, you exactly what Chad is saying, you get into this situation where your body goes, why would I bring back up the fight we just had? Because that went really bad. And if I bring it up, it's going to go worse. So on both sides of that yeah. cycle, when we try to come back for a repair, the withdrawer has a tendency to go, talking about this isn't going to be helpful. Let's not. Hopefully we'll be fine by morning or fine by next week. We'll just, we'll just power through. The pursuer goes, well, all of the ways I tried to communicate didn't work. So if and when we do return to the conversation, I'm going to come in with... A new word, a, a new, new phrase, phrase a, new, a new way. A new book, a I'm going to try even yeah. a new, like it just, which then just here we go again. Yep. So our bodies go, this isn't helpful. And therefore I'm hesitating to try to have those conversations. We hear um, couples all the time that have a longing to have a deeper connection with their yep. partner. They have a longing to, to try to repair some of the damage that's been done in fights or, you know, in disagreements and some of these um, wounds, but, but it's scary to even approach it because if that goes bad, it might make it even worse. And there's kind of a, you know, like a truce that has been called. And so going back to it might. And so for us, just helping you guys go, if you can't go back and talk about the actual content yet, what would it look like to come back and say, I, here's my hesitation. Here's why it's hard for me. Right. To have and, the conversation. And if somebody, so we're going to set up the connect uh, point real quick and because we've only got a, a minute or so left yeah. here. So if what we'd like you guys to do is, is to sit down and, and say, what is it? What is it that maybe your gut or your heart tells you is going to happen if you talk about how you're feeling in those moments? And, and I want to point out ahead, that yeah. we want you to have this conversation when it, everything's going well. Yeah, like, not on the worst day ever, for because sure. Because we're, yeah. we're new. This is the basics. We're just starting out. We want to kind of slowly ease you guys into being able to have these conversations. And so just on a good day, you know, like Chad and I say, it's a Friday night for us. We're doing this, and we're going to start dropping these episodes on Fridays. Hopefully, couples can try to have a connect conversation. Um, you know, we want to have help couples connect over the weekend at least one time. And so the idea would be when we're having – when it's going good, and we're intentionally going to have one of these connecting conversations. 
can we talk about when it's going bad, what our hesitation is to be able to talk about some of the deeper stuff? That's great. I love the way you articulate things. You do a really good job. Um, And that's exactly right. We want to say on a good day, and I envision this kind of like you guys listening to this or watching this, uh, maybe maybe you're listening to it as you guys go for a walk or something, both of you listen to it and then have a conversation on the way back. Or maybe you're making dinner and throwing it on the iPad and you guys kind of hang out in the kitchen or or eating dinner or picking something up. I mean, I, I'm not going to try to dictate how you do it, but but I'm saying I would love for this to be something where you go, okay, now let's take a minute and think about it. Like, what is my fear that that, that what is going to happen if 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 we try to engage this, what would happen? Yeah. What might go wrong? Not to engage the cycle, not to even talk about the cycle necessarily, but, but really kind of the things that are tying you to the way of being in this yeah. relationship. So we've got to wrap up. Yeah. I don't mean to. No, we're, we're going to, we have one more episode in this series that we're excited to bring you. So we hope you can tune back in next week, but um, your connect point this week is just to kind of process why this is scary, why this is kind of hard. Yeah. Um, and why your body might hesitate to go into some of these deeper places on a good day. So do it, do it on a good day. We appreciate, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah, do it on a good day. We appreciate you. We, we look forward to connecting with you again next week. Great.